There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My talkers, well, we had a nice little surprise of snow today. That was an interesting touch for the day. But you know what's even better for today? A nice, beautiful hangout session with Lori and Julia because we've got you guys hanging out with us for the next three hours. That's right, and I want to know what is all this fuss I hear about a host on a post and winning $1,000. Today, the host that you're yes. looking for is Alexis. Is Alexis. She's yes. the first little bobble-headed host that you have to find. So yep. you go to MyTalk1071, mm-hmm. go to our website, and we're doing this for the next three weeks. I know. And so it's a great opportunity if someone just wants to win some money. So you go and you find a picture. No, if someone wants website, to win some money, is that thousand dollars? Thousand dollars is yeah. more than some money. I yeah. know. If you want to win a thousand dollars, you go to mytalk1071.com and then you go. You have to look at our website for a photo. It shows you pictures of all of us with elf hats. Yes. And so today's host with the most. Um, is Alexis. You have to find, go through the pages. She's there. I saw her. Yes, I did too. And then when you find her, you click on her and then right there it says enter the contest and you'll be putting a drawing and then you and I on Fridays and Grant at 530, Mm -hmm. we're going to draw a name out of hat. An elf hat. And someone gets to win a thousand bucks. We're doing this for the month of December. That's very cool. That is a good contest. I I love it. It's like, where's Waldo online? Yeah, kind of. It is like that. And of course, today. Who doesn't want to win some money? Thousand bucks. Some money, Julia. Some money. I think a hundred dollars is some Some money. money. Thousand dollars. That's like. uh, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's That's a good amount of money. Nice cash prize. Um, And then today, 80 years ago today. Talked about this yesterday, Pearl Harbor. Yep. And I you mean, 80, 80. And you think of how <gasps> there's it, so few veterans, you know, left. Well, here's mm-hmm. a couple of facts. It yeah. took, it began at 7.55 a.m. Mm-hmm. The entire tech took only one hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. The USS Arizona Memorial at Pearl Harbor, it's still there. It's the resting place of 1,102 of the 100 Excuse me, 1,177 sailors and Marine that were killed that day. Yeah. And, wow. and you know, they did. There's an interesting story in political about this um, military project called the Oklahoma Project. And because there were so many, you know, just before 8 a.m. when the bombers, dive bombers, you know, Japanese did the surprise attack, there were so many crews that were entombed. And that they were never able to identify. So they they did this Oklahoma project because it's got meaning for other mass casualty where they can't identify people. And um, they've identified um, over half of the I know unidentified. Someone, I know someone who they found their uncle. 
Yes. And then, so through DNA. And well, through, it was through dental analysis, yes. then having bones, then yes. getting DNA from all family members that were related, and then doing the DNA on that. And one of the things that made it tricky is because so many people, even if you don't know it, you've got family history or you've got relatives, you know, seven times removed, you know, so then right. that's why they needed to get, you know, people that were in the family to get that matching. It's, so it's kind of amazing. It's and amazing. It's, it's meant everything to and the family person, members. Yeah, that I know who did this, said it was like one of the most amazing things they've ever done for everybody in the family because, you know, Uncle John was lost forever. No one knew where fi- he was. Yeah. They finally, well, they knew he died that day. Right. But, but they finally got to have closure. And, and it was bury just, him. And bury, mm-hmm. and they said it was so meaningful. Yeah, because that was this really is, the yeah. final mystery of Pearl Harbor. Was, right. It was all this unidentification of people. So that, that was kind of, that was in political. That was a cool story. And then Harry Smith on the Today Show had a really great, a story, story with a couple of veterans. I love Harry Smith. Gosh, yeah. he does good. He does good in depth. He stories. does. Yeah, he's great. He does. Okay, I have to tell you about this notable life before we go to break. So, okay. uh, the guy's name. No, people will not know his name. I mean, Doctor Mike Oster Osterholm knows him. People in um, epidemiology and okay. pathology. His name is Sharif Zakai, and he was born in 1955 in Alexandria. Egypt. So he was, you know, not very old and he died. He fell down the stairs at his home and he died as a result of this fall. Okay. Okay. And he was 65 years old and he was America's chief infectious disease detective. And he helped identify, of course, COVID-19. He also helped identify, uh, identify Ebola, West Nile, Zika, his um he was the guy who led um people might not remember because uh three weeks after nine eleven anthrax was mailed. Yes, I remember that. Okay. Oh wow, and yeah. Zachy determined the number of people who'd come in contact with the letters containing the powder. He and his people traced back so that they were able to, you know, uh warn people because people did die from that. Oh yeah. It was scary. I remember being scared about that. You yes. powder in your And mail. He, he was critical in diagnosing unexplained illnesses and outbreaks that allowed the CDC and public health to go in. And what, he was known as a generous, great guy. He also headed the, the CDC's Unexplained Deaths Project, you guys, which is an existing... <laughs> Uh, it's a squad of basically medical detectives who are of a last resort diving into the causes of about 700 deaths a year that baffle everybody. The forensic pathologist right. that's doing the autopsy or whatever. They can't that's figure cool. out. Yeah. And uh, he was just like this really amazing uh, person. He was the first one to do so many things. He identified Zika and he was just like this really. Amazing, brilliant guy who immigrated from Egypt, you know, to this country. And um, he he also like in 2005, he identified uh, uh, this kid that had, um, you know, um, got rabies and they couldn't figure out how he had gotten rabies. And so he figured out it was the dead bats up in the attic. I mean, he was like this forensic 
a genius. So right? that is really sad. But yeah, he fell down the damn stairs at his house. Oh. Still working at the CDC, you know, very well, just identified. No, what I know. That, like 64? 65, 65. 65. So he was just, we, we should know his name, Sharif Zaki. All right, thank you for All sharing. Right. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Thanks, Grant. You know what we forgot to talk about is that every day for the rest of the week, including today, mm-hmm. we are giving away a pair of tickets to the Keith Urban concert next November 5th to Saturday night at Excel. Mm-hmm. And tickets do go on sale for that because they're going to go quick this Friday morning at 10 o'clock. And um, that contest is going to be later in our show, I think, at the 5 o'clock hour. Yep. So... Exciting. Uh huh. All right. We'll get ready for a blitz of the Sex and the City actresses who are starring in just like that. Okay. Uh, We had our first uh, interview uh, on the on a morning show. Kristen Davis was on the Today Show, and tonight Kristen and Cynthia Nixon are either on with Seth Meyers or or Colbert. I know one of those one of those guys. But she's uh, catching up with um, the Today Show host. Talking about um, uh, filming and just like that. And, of course, it debuts on HBO Max, the first two episodes this Thursday, and they'll drop once a week after that. Here we go. So then now, though, it's not a look back. It's almost a look mm-hmm. forward, isn't it? Definitely. It's a look. It's it's very much now in terms of the conversations that we're all having culturally now are different than back then, of course. And it's it's moving forward. You know, life is unexpected and things happen to you and you come in contact with new people and they change your life in certain ways and you expand, hopefully, and grow with it or maybe you don't. And, you know, life is not over when you turn 50. Tell me about that because there's a lot of buzz and criticism, which I have to tell you, I didn't see coming. I guess I sh- oh, should have made it. Not really. I mean, yeah. hello, we all grow. I know. I mean, we did see it coming, though I have to say it still hurts sometimes. Did um, you try not to read it? Yes. Sarah and I are currently in a media blackout. Yeah. Cynthia is tougher and she is not. So we're like, you tell us later, okay? What they're saying. Yes. Um, it, it, you know, we had paparazzi with us all day long. And we kept thinking, why aren't they going? They've got the shot. Mm. And I think, no offense, guys, don't be mad at me. But they were waiting for a bad shot. You know what uh, I mean? So like 12 hours of paparazzi for a bad shot so they could say that we look bad. It's, it's frustrating. Kristen, really quickly, does, <laughs> yes. this, does this series, Sorry, does, does it explain what happened to Samantha? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, to yes. There's I mean, an explanation. We love Samantha. Samantha is never not going to be a part in some way, mm-hmm. right? So there is respect for Samantha. There is, uh, it's part of the story. Okay. Yes. Okay, that's quite the we tease. We would never disrespect Samantha. All right, Kristen Davis, the pride and joy. There was respect that? for yeah. Samantha. So, They're on Stephen Colbert. Okay, Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. And she did say, you know, and I thought that was interesting because we did see paparazzi photos of them yes. every single day. Yes. Basically, the Daily Mail was following them. And we know how long the filming is. And, of course, they did manage to get some bad shots and were good and snarky about it. But she did say, she goes, well, I can only say what you've seen in the trailer. So, yes, I'm still with Harry. Yes. And we have two daughters. Yep. And, um... You know, she was very, like, just right away. And I love that Craig, you know, slid that in about Samantha, you know, right at the end of the interview. Are we going to know? Are we going to know what's happening? She said, yes, it's, you know, part of the story. And um, she just looked absolutely darling. And she seemed quite giddy about it, you know, being back. And also, um, there's an interesting story in the cut, the 
you know, costume designer for this was not Patricia Fields. Right. She did uh, Emily in Paris, and of course she did the original Sex and the City. But with her blessing, this other costume designer who um, uh, worked with the cast said, her name is Molly Rogers, and she worked under Patricia Fields at mm-hmm. Sex and the City. And she said, a big question would be like, how are we going to dress everybody? And for us, it was going to be, well, Carrie's going to be the way she's always been. She dresses for herself. She has her own style. Yes. Kristen Davis, she said, we did not buy into any of that. Well, would a 50-year-old woman wear that outfit? We did not take that into account because in some respects, like uh, Kristen Davis's character, she always kind of dressed prim and proper. That's right. Always. Charlotte innocent, was always pretty, innocent, and always. Yeah. Designer. So she, they just ignored everything about what their age was, and they stuck with okay, this is who this character is, and this is how her style is still going to be this. And because the character, a character in Sex and the City, the was fashion. of course the fashion. But I, sure. but again, I think what they're doing is look at you and I. We're you know. We've aged since Sex and the City came out. We dress however we want. Yeah. We don't care what we're supposed to wear for our age. Right. Madonna, on the other hand, we could chat about the, the you know. Well, I know Madonna is just. She's, she's dressing for herself. Yeah. She likes yep. wearing her fishnets and she wants to show off her, her, body. her uh, you Fanny. know, butt, especially. Yes. And, uh, you know, so like, you know, good for her. But, um, yeah, I mean, Madonna, she's, I mean, she's got a whole book. Sex and right. sold a million copies. It's kind of funny because you think about people who dress. <laughs> We've their seen age. more of Madonna, you know, than I've seen of myself. I, Laurie, <laughs> I'm close. Close. Yeah. But what I will say about about the dressing is that um, the people who we think dress kind of old for their age have always dressed old for their age. A it lot feels of times, like it kind of feels like that's who they are. Right. No matter who you are, right. you know what I mean. Right. I mean, like when I was in Mexico a couple of weeks ago. I had I we have not heard enough about that. Yeah, well I had bought I bought this like little uh off the shoulder kind of cold shoulder dress like that you would just put on like uh you know just a casual at pre swim. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you could wear it out as a dress. Okay. You know, and it had um you know where it's the banded bottom and sure. then sort of more blue sun at the top and like if you were a little sunburned it would feel good or whatever. But I mean, I put it on and it was, I'm like, this looks like a nightgown on me. It's, okay. it's, it's just too short. too short. Right. And, and, and do the you, girl was I trying to, to tell it? me, no, I gave it to the girl. <laughs> oh, because we're short. Yeah, yeah. She's short and it looked great yeah. on her and it came, it was a perfect length on her, but on me and, and she's trying to tell me, she says, well, she goes, you're not too old for this look. I said, but I really don't want to wear anything. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Thing this short. Yeah. So it's what you're comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. And even when I did wear really short stuff in the 80s, it was always those bubble skirts that were tight. Yes. And you could wear a little pair of like those shorts underneath. The biking shorts. Yeah. yeah. I, I've never been one to flash my bottom. We're not Daisy Duke girls. Not really. Mm-mm. No. No. Anyway. No, you're right, Lori. It's, but I think it's what you're comfortable with. So in. I yeah. think we're going to see the fashion that will be Miranda always dressed in her suits, suits and kind of utilitarian. Attorney. On the weekend, Samantha was always sexy, sexy and the cutting edge. And um, we know uh, one of the gals that's going to be the friends is our, our the gal who was the main producer on the morning show. I can't think of her yes, character's name. I can't name. think of her name either. But but she's in she, so many things. She is. She's a great actress. She's so great. Oh, I wish I knew her name. We Did you watch her. The Bachelor? Men tells all. No. Oh my God! Somebody got pizza man served papers. I saw I saw that clip on the on Good Morning America this morning. The only thing that made me happy about all of that was they were fighting, like you know, they were fighting like in a way that they always show the women fighting. Yeah, and also, but they showed a trailer of the new Bachelor, yes. which debuts January third. And it gave it totally gave spoiled. It away. I saw that move over reality, Steve. It basically that he was in love with three of his finalists and slept and, and slept with two of them and told them. Yeah, and we saw their faces. I. Why would they do that? I think maybe <laughs> that's just a lie. Maybe he just slept with them on a date. Maybe it was very early on. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would give that much away, Lori. I, I really, I really don't either. So anyway, it was just kind of um, I, I, that was a strange thing. I thought usually they don't like to spoil anything, but uh, he's the medical sales representative that was, that was on the show. Just kicked off like of a Michelle. month ago, right? But really, it was six months ago. Yeah, and so then they had time to film. Everyone is watching Yellowstone. So of course, Sunday night, you know the football game, big, big number, seventeen million. How many Yellowstone? Uh, 7.2 and that's wow. just on that night. live that's not the streaming that's or not the streaming but uh, i watched it last night and the dialogue between beth and parabu um was so good was so to give you an example succession six hundred and thirteen thousand. curb your enthusiasm four hundred and twenty three thousand. wow that's how many people so are everybody's watching. wow no one's got time for anything else on sunday night oh my gosh we're paul and yellowstone that's it Got a smoothest Tennessee whiskey plane. Irish man in the building. Kieran Fulyard is with us. <laughs> to talk about his new Red Locks Irish whiskey. Now, hello, Kieran. Hi, Kieran. Greetings, Was that okay to uh, play Tennessee whiskey for you until uh, we get a Red Locks sure, uh, song? Yeah, yeah, we taught them, how, the Irish taught them how to make whiskey, <laughs> so we're all friends. Okay. Okay, so yeah. I have a question. So you have already, you know, people should know you're on town, did the local Kieran's Irish pub. You did two gingers, then you sold it, um, an Irish whiskey, and then you have your. You launched the food building. building. And you do the beautiful soda bread, and you do beautiful other things, and you've got all this stuff going on. And now you are, did another Irish whiskey. Was the first one not good enough? Or you just decided? <laughs> well, this is this is different. Okay. I never say better, so mm-hmm. I won't. But it is unquestionably different. It's more complex whiskey, and really, I'm doing it because uh, you know, you know, when you be singing, and somebody would say, "What did you do with the money?" Uh, 
Oh, what money? The money your mother gave you for singing lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you do with the money from two gingers? I spent it all on food building, so now we got to make a little bit more to keep that show going on the road. Go- <laughs> I love it. So what makes a whiskey an Irish whiskey? Red Locks is this. Red Locks. This is the yes. new one. Red Locks Irish whiskey. So it's a four to six year old aged whiskey, blended Irish whiskey. What's unusual about this particular blend is that we 15% of it is aged in virgin oak. So vast majority of Irish and Scottish whiskies are aged in ex-bourbon barrels. Bourbon can only be aged once. The barrel can only be used once. So then they send those barrels off to Ireland and Scotland and other places here in the United States, of course, as well. And so they're aged in ex-bourbon barrels. And with Redlocks, we've done 15% in virgin oak. We also have a sherry cask finish from sherry barrels and rye cask finish from rye barrels. So it's a more complex, more velvety Irish whiskey. And the, Irish and the whiskey. barrel makes that big of a difference? Uh, the barrel, uh, it is considered to be about 70% of the flavor of the whiskey. So the wood mm-hmm. uh, imparts that. 70% and, yes. is in the barrel. Yeah. And then, of course, the color comes from the wood, obviously. So when it starts... <laughs> I didn't know I, that. I never, and he goes, well, obviously... No, it goes so, in like like vodka, like it's, okay. uh, it's white, okay. uh, colored. Okay, so so here we are, yes. virgin Julie and I were not drinkers. moonshiners in I mean, a former we life. Forgot. <laughs> we missed that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I am starting to drink more and more what I'm going to call brown liqueur, liquors. Because mm-hmm. yes. I like... I like the flavor. I like the feeling. I like I like the, all of that. So for a lot of our audience who've never drank Irish whiskeys before, tell us what is... There so, are notes. Is you that know, what we call it? I love knowing that it comes 70% of the color and everything in the flavor comes from the barrel. Tell us a little bit. Describe... Just tell us more about the whiskey part. <laughs> well, uh, Irish whiskey... Really, this is virgin territory yeah. for us, basically. Yeah. Well, that goes well with our 15% virgin (laughs) (laughs) barrels. So Irish whiskey, obviously, it has to be distilled on the island of Ireland and it has to be aged on the island of Ireland to be called Irish whiskey. How long does it age for? uh, Well, a minimum of three years. So it has to be three years aged in the barrel. And so for Redlocks Irish whiskey, we're aging between four to six years. So the six years would be the uh, what we really have with the sherry cask finish and the rye cask finish of it. Uh, When you talk about, you know, the nose the palate, the finish. These are the things that people would talk and they're looking at it. If we were on television, mm-hmm. we could talk, so my hand is mm-hmm. up and you swirl it around and the nose. We're looking at like vanilla and honey with a twist of lemon, uh, like ripe fruits, plums, raisin. And so these are the, the notes that, uh, you know, the master distiller and your excellent uh, mixologist and uh, uh, the people that are really deeply embedded into it and people that also have a very good nose for these things. The palate itself, well, here's how Noel Sweeney, so Noel is Ireland's premier um, distiller. He's been distilling for almost 30 years. He's in the the whiskey, uh, Worldwide Whiskey Hall of Fame, one of two Irish people that's in it. And he's also the chairman of the technical file for all Irish whiskey. He happens to come from County Mayo, where I'm also from. That's so where Mayo is. we've been lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, 
really? And, okay. Uh, and so Noel, being the master distiller, uh, the, the master blender for uh, for uh, Redlocks, here's how he described the palate on it: layer upon layer of smooth, silky, sweet malt, fruit cocktail, chocolate, Christmas cake. Well, that's, that's appropriate. Yeah. Tropical fruit, bourbon, sherry, waves of complexity and taste. So now this is coming from an expert who has done the blending on this, has been in it for 30 years. And so obviously, you know, my palate, my nose on these things uh, would not be nearly as developed uh, mm-hmm. as his or as trained as his. And so I go along with whatever the hell he says. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> is Redlocks named for anybody? Because two gingers were named for my mother and my aunt. Mm-hmm. And this is really Redlocks. Obviously, it's a little bit of a play yeah. on on that, but but it's really about uh, a line from a poem by uh, Seamus Heaney. Seamus Heaney is Ireland's uh, last. Uh, I, Mr. Pretty much Nobel Laureate, Prize winner, yeah. mm-hmm. no, Nobel Prize winner mm-hmm. of literature. And I, I had the great honor of meeting him here and his wife uh, at the Guthrie Theatre a number of years ago, probably about six years ago. Now, unfortunately, he has passed away since. But he wrote a poem called Digging in, I want to say, mid-60s, 1966, I think it was. And it has, honestly, it has inspired me for probably about 30 years. Um, uh, so Digging, he talks about looking at his father and his grandfather out in the field. So he, he grew up on a farm in uh, in uh, the north of Ireland. Uh, and he talked about that he would never have, uh, you know, the, the, the tools or whatever it is to follow men like that. And he would have to do his digging with the squat pen between his finger and his thumb. And the squat pen was always to me, obviously, which it was to him as well, I guess, uh, about, you know, what is it that you're passionate about? Where is your skill set? What are your interests? And follow. But there's one other line in that that talks about uh, the the deep, the, the red roots and the roots awakening inside your head. And so... The things that awaken inside your head, if you look at uh, the label here on the bottle of Redlocks, uh, you'll see it's like a uh, the ripple effect. And so giving it a shot is our uh, is our basically is our motto. And OK, it's a play as well on mm-hmm. kind of uh, on on a statement about whiskey. But it's really about at its core about the idea of encouraging and motivating people to act on their ideas. That might be. Play it, learning to play the guitar. It might be climbing a mountain. It could be, uh, you know, going on a bloody safari. It could be starting a business. It mm-hmm. could be starting a, uh, a non-profit. It could be writing that song you always wanted to write. But I'm not sorry. supposed to say that. Uh, <laughs> I got we're it. all on I a short the... journey here yeah. in life. And so why not just encourage and support people mm-hmm. acting on their ideas? So that's really the core of the brand. It's because you did have such great success with your last Irish whiskey. Two gingers. Two gingers. I mean, and that has been my bowling drink since you invented it. No, I well, know. You better start getting on no, this red, red locks. Locks. I'll because with my uh, bowling Because I was alley. looking, you know, for some of us who need it to be blended with a little something, you know, for it to go down a little easier, I was reading that you have um, this uh, red locks recipe called Red Light. Yes. Which combines the Red Locks Irish whiskey, 
with cider mixed with seltzer, lemon soda, and sour. Oh, yum. Which sounds Is that so hot? hot? You could have the sweet or the sour. You could, could it be the... hot? Would, that, would we serve well, that hot? Depends or on, if, like if you guys were drinking it, it would be. But yeah. Right. Can we have like hot apple cider and put some of this in it? See, Absolutely. That to me sounds delicious. Be fabulous. That sounds good. So... So you have been so you've been working on this because you said it already. It has to age four to six years. So this yeah. isn't something. This is something that's been. Know, no, you can have. So Noel Sweeney would get aged product and do Got the it. blend. Yeah. Got it. No, so then he Got would. It. He did the blend uh, about a year ago or so, based on our discussions around what type of uh, blend did we want, what was the audience we were going after, and what was. You know, the differentiator within for other Irish whiskeys mm-hmm. that are out there. And so, you know, it's line priced with the, you know, the, 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 what are you, the, the, what I would call the uh, <laughs> run it, not run of the mill, but the the well known Irish brands of Irish whiskey. I'm trying not to name them yeah. for God's don't sake. Name them, but what what is a bottle of Red Locks go for? Uh, so it'll be running at around twenty four ninety five. Oh, that's a so great mm-hmm. that's a great value. Yes, it is. Yeah. A terrific. A were you able value. to go to Ireland or with the pandemic? Were you able to travel there and do any supervising? Uh, no, observing. I, I, I didn't. No, um, but Noel managed to ship quite a bit okay. of it over here. So we went through months and months of, of back tasting. and forth and tastings on it and meeting with people here that I would also respect their opinions on it in the world, in the bartending world and uh, and other people, uh, you know, whiskey aficionados, yeah. etc. And getting a feel for, I just really wanted, it was more about not a demographic, but it's kind of a psychographic uh, that the brand is built around. And then we're looking at one that absolutely can stand up neat, a sipping whiskey, mm-hmm. that beautiful velvety, viscousy uh, mouthfeel from it, mm-hmm. and that the heat is even from oh, the beginning of the is. song we want right some. to the no. very end. And you brought us each in a bottle, but oh, here, I mean, I want to have a sip of and something. And here's my question, because this is something I'm noticing, and I don't know if you are, Laura, more and more women are drinking brown liqueurs. Yes. Brown liquors. liquor, not liquor. liquor. Brown yeah. liquors. Yes. And in the taste, you know, I remember my ex used to be a scotch, is a scotch drinker, and my kids kind of drink scotch. He, and, he, you'd be still with him if he was drinking Irish. There That's we go. Right. There we go. But I mean, I remember, you know, sipping it and thinking, oh. But I mean, this is very smooth. This is very nice. But I, I think it's it's something, Lori, that you know you would like too, because you drink. Julia, you've I, been drinking I it. have. When I went to Ireland is the first time I ever had Irish whiskey, the J word. It shall not be named. But I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. I was like, why haven't I been drinking Irish whiskey? This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they're actually still talking about you in Ireland. No, yeah. you want to know why? Kieran, off the air, there is a story. Yeah. And they are. And they are. So we'll get to it. But I'm wondering, so do we get this at our local liquor stores? Do we yeah. get this at Everywhere. the bars, at the restaurants? How do we how do we buy yeah, it? It's well, it is in um most of the liquor stores now here in the Red Twin Locks. Cities. Irish Red Locks whiskey. would be here in the Twin Cities. And we have small pockets in, in Rochester's in Cloud, uh, Mankato, mm-hmm. uh, Duluth as well. We've only been out on the market a month. That's and it. so forth. Yeah. Isn't and we're it? in quite a few uh, bars and uh bars and restaurants here in 
the Twin Cities So we could well. ask for it. I, uh, you certainly can. I, I won't name any, although there's some very well-known ones. And I'm not just talking about Irish pubs. I'm talking about uh, uh, very well-known establishments. But, of course, it's, you know, you name one and you leave somebody else out. That's right. It's like the old wedding list, you yeah. know? <laughs> 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 it is. But it, it truly is actually... Um, uh, friends uh, of mine who are in the bar business, uh, not pubs I had involvement mm, with, sure. uh, separate from that, and they did a blind taste testing with it with um, with a very well known high end Irish whiskey. Okay, and they red picked red locks uh, over it. Oh, now, again, I'm not going to no. name the things, but you know they're they don't. You know, they wouldn't... And it's a great price point. Yeah, they wouldn't do it just to kind of plum us, as we say Mm -hmm. in Ireland, me. Yeah. Uh, They would do it just because they believed it. Yeah, Karen, thank you so much. Redlocks, put it on your holiday. Let's give it a shot in the spirit of giving it a shot. It's so great to see you. And people need to stop by the food building, too. And and ask for Redlocks. Thank you very much for inviting me in. Uh, It's always a pleasure to see. Uh, I do miss all of your photos on the wall. The man wall is missing. We did did do an Irish uh, chanty to the man wall. Shanty. Did a little song just to, you know, say goodbye. Okay, we have to go. Everyone say, we got to go, we got to go. We'll be right back. All All right. All right, everybody, welcome back. We okay. always love seeing Kieran Foliard. Oh, um, we can't get enough of him. And that song that we were having yes. you listen to, that was a deliberate song that we wanted to play so you could hear it because you probably didn't think that uh, the combination of Ariana Grande, Megan Thee Stallion, and Jimmy Fallon would have a new Christmas song. And that was called It Was a Masked Christmas. I thought it was really kind of good. Yeah, fun song. And the video, Ariana Grande is wearing button earrings that we wore in the 80s, which were from the 40s. Nice. Big round no, button Lord, earrings. Like, Julia, remember when we wore these? Button earrings. And like, button, yeah. button, oh, my gosh. But anyway, that's just, that's what that song was called. It was a mass Christmas. So, um, Okay, so yesterday we had another one of our favorite. Kieran is our favorite uh, whiskey and Irish man. Uh, Patrick uh, Richardson is our favorite laundry guy, and his uh, basic his husband Ross Rayla is music critic for the, the Pioneer Press, yes. and he told us yesterday, "Oh yeah, it's Jingle Ball, you know, blah blah blah." And um, both uh, Chris Riemann Schneider and Ross Rayla uh, were at the Jingle Ball last night. There were about ninety four hundred people there, Jules. Just in case you're wondering, that's a lot. A lot of people. It actually had a lot of amazing acts. Um, uh, Dixie D'Amelio, her sister, you know, she's a TikToker. Ty Verdes, he was a um, kid who was, you know, sleeping on a friend's couch when he was, and working at a Verizon store when he was discovered during the pandemic. Right. Bozzy was there. Oh, I love Bozzy. Kate McCray. Okay. Pitbull, Saweetie. Sweetie, uh, sweetie, uh, black eyed peas and little Nas X, and so Jingle Ball. They always kind of have, like, they've got the um, current hit makers, the legacy hits, and then the newcomers. So um, Chris Riemann Schneider, uh, he had a review, and it basically matched what Ross Rayla did. But Ross always does Jingle Ball and Haiku, 
because there's so many acts. And so here's what he said. Um, okay. Because it's an abbreviated evening, he feels the review should be abbreviated. Okay, I love okay. it. <laughs> haiku style. That is so true. Yeah, haiku style. Which okay. Remember haiku, three, three lines, lines. Three okay. lines. So Dixie D'Amelios. So she's the third highest earning TikToker. Last year, she made $2.9 million on wow. um, TikTok. And she launched her music career, you guys, in summer of 2020. So here's what he said about that. In her third concert, TikTok star has decent voice, not much stage presence. Okay. okay. Ty Verdes, which is the kid who was sleeping on the couch, with a huge smile and a Bruno Mars-like swagger, Ty was a delight. Nice. Bozzy, baby-faced crooner, had the kids screaming in lust. I love Bozzy. And then the third line, it didn't print. So okay, dead. okay, this is... Okay. But it sounds hopeful, those two lines. Baby face crooners had the kids screaming okay, in you're life. So, yeah. You're so funny. You, we could have printed it. I know. So okay, that's Kate so McRae found fame through dancing, now trying same in music. She should try harder. Wow. Okay, Pitbull. Okay. Campy party songs performed by Mr. Worldwide, voice too low in mix. Oh, interesting. Okay. I bet it'd be hard to do the mix for all the different of course. A- entertainers. Okay. Saweetie, San- scantily dressed star, shook her booty, talked dirty, felt a bit detached. All right. She's, they're tired of the jingle ball. You know. Are and we, we the, always are get we Monday. Last stop? Well, we're sandwiched between New York and LA. Okay. Uh, Black Eyed Peas, a loud, boring show from a group that hasn't scored a hit in a decade. <laughs> they really haven't. And without Fergie. Oh, he, one tweet of his last night was, Oof, these guys are terrible. Uh, Black Eyed Peas just told the crowd, Prince is from Minnesota. No crap. I remember play, playing this place, <laughs> Will I Am. They yep. went to Excel yep. when it was the Target Center. He did not say he that. He did say that. Okay, that's just, okay. And then wow. Little Nas X, the star of the show, played for 30 minutes, clad in a crop top and a gladiator skirt, totally conquered. He was so confident, old t- confident Old Town Road was the second song in the set. He brought the house down. I'm sure. Yeah. And, I love that. And a half hour. He didn't, need, he didn't need to save it for an encore because he's that good. He likes his music that much. And he's yeah. that, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. So, uh, the Daily Mail had a reporter there. They covered it. The Jingle Ball always gives some uh, action because, you know, uh, somebody dropped out. Um, Doja Cat, you said had a, had laryngitis. Somebody, no, no, Dua Lipa was oh, Dua never going to do Minneapolis. Oh. Apparently, you got to pick and choose which Jingle Ball. But I like that, uh, you know, little Nas X was, uh, Kid Leroy dropped out. Oh, and I He's like got him. The he yeah, yeah that's got that fun yeah. song. Yeah, he like had him. an illness. Okay, so probably was... let's just call it laryngitis. All right, fine, we'll take it. There you go. Anyway, so yeah, it was. I'm. I was glad. Okay, I didn't get to see it, but you know, got to read about it, and I felt like I was there now. You know. Yeah, that was. I felt fine with that. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you for thank you for that, honey. Thank you, All right, Ross. Stay with thank us. you, Chris. Later on our show, we're giving away tickets to the Keith Urban concert. You're going to want to be a part of that. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. This is Lori and Julia and my talk. You can take us anywhere because, by the way, we podcast. And wherever you find your podcast, we'll be right back.